Hello and welcome to another episode of Sense and Rent. I am Mutamari Adiola. On today's episode, we're talking about relationships and I am joined by the beautiful Oname. Let's go. Alrighty. Hi, Oname. Hi. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Are you excited to be here? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, I, am. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Right. So let's get a little, let's do a little bit of um, self-introduction. What are, well, what's your name? I know I already kind of mentioned her name. Her name is Aname. What do you do? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So my name is Aname. I'm, I'm a content writer by day. Mm-hmm. Then when I'm not writing, I'm reading. When I'm not reading, I have a podcast. So that is that but i'm majorly a content writer i create contents then i also enjoy talking to people yeah. then i love reading so okay. that's that about me nice. no tell me about your podcast what's the name i mean let people okay. know about the podcast so you can check it out girl put it on okay, there okay i have a i have a podcast naked with Anime. that's the name yeah yeah so i just share real stories so just like talking to real people sharing mm-hmm. their real stories their experiences and then we try to bring it back to how it relates to other people. Yeah, but yeah, so let's get going and we'll get started here. Talk about relationships. Um, okay. <laughs> so you want to talk about sex, but we're not talking about sex today. We're just talking about relationships. Um, yeah. And I think for me, grew up, growing up, I grew up in a um, multi that what what we would call a polygamous household i grew up with um you know step mothers um living girlfriends um my uncle was married so had multiple wives i didn't grow up in a monogamous home at all and i actually didn't know until i was adult how much or how little i knew about relationship in a healthy way um as the I feel like in my early teenage years, late teenage years, I wasn't necessarily looking for anything. I was just trying to have fun, you know, and just have a boyfriend or something, a partner. Yeah. Um, but as you know, as, as I matured in my 20s, 30s, um, I'm now beginning to unlearn a lot of unhealthy things that I had learned unknowingly as a child, right? What was your, yeah. what was your, um, what was growing up for? for you what was that like when it comes to relationships this crazy mindset about it i just didn't even want it like mm. i didn't understand why people wouldn't be in relationships in the first place and so it took me a long while to really come that okay oh relationships are healthy and all of that yeah so i wouldn't say i grew up in a very healthy system or something but i would just say for me it was just i just saw it as this annoying thing that people would do and the fact that people also got hurt too i mean my yeah. brother literally broke up with one girl when I was when I was young and I said I didn't cry. Oh. My brother came back home laughing and gisting with us. So, so wait, wait, wait. Like how, how, was, how old was your brother and how was, was the girl in question? Okay, it was, yeah, I think it, 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 it should be around 16, 17 that time. Oh, okay. I remember I was in secondary school. It was just, it was just preparing to, he just finished SS3. He was trying to go into the uni, he just finished writing jam. Okay. And so he just met another girl. And then he has to break up with this one. <laughs> and the funny thing was the fact that he sent us to go and tell the guy that he wants to see her. So that one was, that one was just coming exactly like, okay, your sister said you want to see me. And then the next thing saying is, I want us to end this relationship. Oh. I mean, I could, I could really see how that girl felt that day. Like, she felt like entering the ground. My brother yeah. was just there doing fine, but. And I was just angry, like, how do you guys allow somebody to put it through this mess? Mess, Don't yeah. Get it. She get so yeah. that was just the way it was for me. I just didn't want to like it just didn't make sense. Or, um, I think one thing that I always hear is, "Oh, I'm enjoying my singleness," you know. And then two, three years, ah, I'm ready to, I'm ready to enter a relationship. Where yeah. are the boys? And then it's like silence, like you know, it's nothing exactly. So, um, so we're gonna start with um, exploring. While I'm enjoying my singleness, what can I do to prepare myself for getting, you know, f- for courtship, relationship, and it's sort of shift, I guess. Okay, so let me start with this. Um, I think singleness should be a time where you heal. Mm. Like, it's not just about, oh, I want to enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are coming from a lot of issues that they need to heal from before you date somebody else. And so when people just feel like, oh, I'm single. You're single and doing what? I want to ask you. Okay. You're single and then you're doing what? 
singleness is just it should be a time to prepare you for what you want to do so mm-hmm. for how long you choose to wait i don't That's know funny, yeah. but while you're but while you're waiting don't wait and close your eyes i don't get what happens to friendships mm-hmm. right why can't you just welcome this person as a friend understand that the whole emotional entanglement thing is also there that people are always scared of and all mm-hmm. of that but i think i think you should why you're actually single don't close your eyes because before you know it time is not waiting i'm not even talking about pressure or anything because the thing is everybody's trying to run their own pace right and so when i meet it when i meet a guy and i tell him and he's like oh i'm like okay can we just be friends i'm not ready for a relationship now any reasonable person if he really wants you to respect that boundary right this person is trying to do something so it is my duty and also feel like if anybody was out of your life while you are trying to repair yourself that's their loss that's fine, yeah. like so because see if you're not old if you're not completely old there's mm-hmm. no way you can be a partner to somebody right right so you end up ruining the person right. ruining yourself in the process see because when you are not healed you carry those those baggages mm-hmm. to your new relationship yeah and then you put pressure on an innocent person who knew nothing about your well, past, like mm-hmm. who had no who had no business in your past. You put pressure pressure on them, and then they start helping you to heal. And then before you know, the two of you are trying to heal together, and then everything is a mess. Mm-hmm. So for your own self and your own sanity, heal. When you are ill, then I, I feel like I have a little. So sometimes, like people are not hurt. Like the, some people have never yeah. been in relationships. Even in their twenties, no, they've I, I never think... been in relationships. I think what people need to, I, for me personally, I would always tell people like, yeah, heal if you haven't heard. But like also, yeah. I think it, the first thing for me would be find yourself. You know, yeah, yeah, find that's yourself. True, that's true. Know who you are. Know what you want. Define those things. If you don't know how to define, find a picture. Like paint a picture of what what you want you looks want. like yeah. and what who you are is you know that would probably help you move things better like give you a clear picture and then when you know yourself you can know oh I'm, do i have something i have to heal from you know yeah, okay sure. how can i make myself heal am i going to go to therapy am i going to um talk to people about these emotions um people that have been in similar situations and then um you know just like find resources to help me become a better person before inviting someone else to join me on the journey. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think something that I've also also seen is also like defining who you want to be in a relationship context, not just Wait, oh, yeah. I want to be a girlfriend. That's that's I want to be a boyfriend. Okay, but who do you want to be in that context? Um, was that something yeah. you had to you had to define for yourself, or you know, people? with naked with onome have you had that conversation with people or not yeah i think i'm trying to remember now because mm-hmm. i've had quite a number of guests yeah. okay i don't okay i think we recently got that topic the last episode i did okay i actually i actually brought a relationship coach talk about being single mm-hmm. and then she was talking about value system like a lot of people just enter into relationships you know you don't have your value system you don't know what you want yeah, so I agree with you. Find yourself first. Yeah. When you find yourself, then you'll be able to even accommodate somebody else. Yeah. I see what, what I'm saying, evil. I don't mean evil in front of somebody broke your heart. Okay. I'm saying, see, no, I'm talking about, see, to be honest, I feel like a lot of us in Nigeria, like growing up alone in the society you grew up in, has done a lot to your mental health. You, has yeah. done a lot to your emotional well-being. Yeah, and that's true. And so, you know, it's why you see people, why you see a lady who feels like, oh, a man is my source of income. If I'm not in a relationship, I'll be broke. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's why you think, I remember I was, when I was in school, someone said something to me, I was going to the library that is married. And the guy said, ah, if I was a girl, I would not read What am I reading for? I had to be like, I don't get. He said, I was like, yes, now. That look at you, you're a fine girl. What's case now? You find a rich man to marry you, and then you're cool. And I was like, okay. So to him, being <laughs> married or being a woman equals being somebody yes. else's responsibility. Yeah. So imagine that kind of guy enters a relationship with mm-hmm. a career woman. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the disaster that will happen? Yeah. Yeah. Because 
is wondering why you are working so hard mm. when I'm here. Yeah. And so, and not just that, there, there are a lot of there are a lot of um, psychological factors. Yeah. A lot of um, okay, where we grow up since your background also has a way of how you view things. Yeah, culture so and tradition. Like, exactly, all those things, eh, you need to really, really come out and discover who you are personally. Mm-hmm. What do you want to become? It's like, for me, okay, I remember the first time I said I was actually really, really going to go into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh God. I knew what I wanted. Okay. And so if it wasn't like he that wasn't even interested, that's why for me, I had a lot of real friends in the first place. Mm-hmm. I mean, Let's be friends. Because I feel like that's the best way I can know you first. Right. Everybody's right. pretending when they're asking me out. Mm. But when you're my friend and we are and we are and we roll, I mean, there's a limit to how you can pretend. Yeah. Because let's just kill that first. Let's let's know that we are friends. And then you but then you realize, see, I had a friend then back then who was asking me out. Mm-hmm. The first time he sent me a recharge card, we fought. Because I didn't ask you for a recharge card, mm-hmm. right? We're just talking that day and it was a network issue. My phone went up. And the next thing I'm seeing 1,000 had no card. Dude, really? Why? I don't need your cards. And he was like, oh, you're stubborn, you're this, you're that, you're that. I'm like, I get it, but I can work for my money. I, I understand right. your trying. And then we had a lot of back and forth on, oh, okay, I returned it back. <laughs> and you know, I don't want to go into all that stupid detail right yeah. now. I think he was able to know that, nah, this girl is not, she's not, she's not being with me because she wants my money or something yeah and so for me i feel like oh, see i had my problem too because i feel like i was stubborn for no reason so because seriously there was no motive about it yeah i had my own issues to deal with so for me it felt like i had to press even discover myself mm-hmm. because there are some mm-hmm. stupid things that we grow up with to be honest that needs to be debunked there's yeah. some meats yeah that we have that needs to be erased because if you're not careful it's just like a child you grew up in europe at home and a child you grew up in an evil home to be honest the two of them I feel like they are cool until they come together and those cultural bias come in. Yeah. And you start realizing the fact that you have this you is have what you think. <laughs> you get yeah. don't be like that in my house. Notice how we do it in my house. Yeah. Like, I'm, see, I've seen people and I'm always wondering, okay, are you trying to get married or you're trying to bring back your father and mother? Because that's mm. the way I feel. So they say in our house, my mommy cooks. I don't know why my girlfriend should not be able to cook for me. And that one is saying in my house, my mommy does not cook. We have ourselves. Yeah. I'm like, Okay, so all these things, eh, if you really don't, if you really don't destroy those meats in the first place, yeah, you're just setting yourself up for issues tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But as I'm saying, people should first heal, and I think that the whole healing thing comes with discovering who you are. Who you are, yeah, yeah. And so when you know yourself, when you see, that's why you don't settle for less. When you know who you are yeah. and what you want to do, yeah. Nobody can just walk into your life and say, "Oh yeah." Even if, um, for example, the person is rich fine like nobody wants to be poor but you know that beyond the money there is something you are seeing in this person yeah like saying like money is not a factor as to what i'm saying yes to you mm. right yeah there are other things i'm seeing in you oh because i feel like a lot of people don't even know where they are going they don't have purposes they're just existing yeah what do you want to use your life to do so why are you entering okay so i'm dating this person and then we don't have common values we don't even know where we are going. We're just yeah. dating and just passing. And that's a topic. That's that's a that's a question I have going forward. So let's not let's not let's not explore that okay. yet. Um, okay. Um. So after finding yourself and healing and just doing this search for on yourself, right? Um. Something yeah. that you also hear in like your you know your teenage years. Is I want the tall, dark, and handsome. You know, you have a list. He has to have this. Yeah, so that um, if you don't have that, it is a no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, as you grow older, the list might shrink. The list might change. Um, I had a friend who, when we were in twenties, or at least she's couple, she's older a little bit. Um, used to be, oh, you know, my guy has to, uh, uh, my guy has to. Now it's just my guy has to be a Christian and my guy has to be kind from the long list of you know the things we used to talk about six seven years ago um now yeah. she's like closer to our forties, and she's like i mean a kind human being you know you will see their heart you will see and their heart for god things like that um but i, I still have this it's not necessarily because 
I want a list, but they're just like list of things I would like in a person. Not necessarily their physical yeah. attributes. Yes, there are some physical, physical attributes on there, but um, what what's that? What's that like on your end? What was it? Do you have a list for for your spouse or? Okay, so I won't say I had a list. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I just knew. I think for me, what I wanted, I had just three things in mind I wanted. Okay. I wanted a man that loves God. Okay. I wanted a man that believes in me mm. and will push me. And I wanted someone I could support. Yes. And I wanted someone who loves me. That was just the three things I had in my list. And so, um, to be honest, I feel like being fine was part of it, right? But it wasn't a conscious thing. Yeah, okay. But I just knew, I know that God knows what I want. So it won't be me a forgiving man. Right. So let me, let me cheat this thing. So there was this guy that was asking me out sometime like that. To be honest, the crazy thing was he met all those three lists. Yeah. But the thing was that it was short. Okay. And um, as I'm going somewhere, it wasn't about, so we're actually, we've been talking online, we've been, you know, and then the first time I go to CP Sekali, I asked myself, how did I get here? <laughs> because it was like, it was way below me. I, I, I'm tall, are you? I'm, I'm even tall. And I'm like, okay, if me that is not this tall, he's looking at this guy like, okay, so what's going on here? And I remember that day, wasn't just, uh, I wasn't just enjoying the conversation. I just came up with an excuse to leave that meeting. Mm-hmm. Just someone who came all the way to look for me, I just had to just, nah, I knew I couldn't do it. But to be honest, that wasn't the, okay, that was like the reason why, but there was also some other things around him that didn't even make me want to, you know? The fact that I was, and then, and then I was discovered I was actually coming to use God to, what's it called, to threaten me, if you don't date me, you can't marry somebody, that kind of thing. And, yeah, nah. But the first thing for me was, it was short. Like, I just didn't. So I think the person I would tell anybody is, be attracted to who you want to marry. Yep. Because, see, I've seen people who, in the name of um, spirituality or something, you are with somebody you are not attracted to. You yeah. don't want to go out with the person. Yeah. But why are you with this person? There's also that myth it. that, oh, um, you're not my type, but we're making it work. Let me be honest with you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe in this my type, your type thing. Like, mm. I, I just want to ask you, like I said, what's your value system? What do you stand for? Mm-hmm. What do you want? If this person is fitting into it, can you just make it work? See, because marriage or relationship or whatever is a world of sacrifices. And I'm not saying some stupid sacrifices, but I'm saying the real things. See, mm-hmm. it's like we don't, it's like our generation now, we don't just want to, we don't want to stress ourselves. I can't have my generation. <laughs> exactly. We are in short, we are we are we are like selfish people. Yeah. And I saw my I don't think we're I selfish. Like... I think we're just unlearning the norms that our mothers accepted. Some of the okay. some of them at least, not all of them, but some of them. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. You just see it was like when I first got married and I was seeing some things and I realized the fact that oh initially I felt like I was very selfish because mm-hmm. I wanted this thing with my man. He also wanted some things in me. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't willing to yield to what he wanted, but I wanted mm-hmm. him to yield to what I wanted. Is that not selfish? Like, so as, assumptions it. and expectations then. Do you get? And so it's just like, it's what actually I see that happens. So the only least thing, I'm not against it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know what you want. So, but the most important thing is primary values and secondary values. So primary value is I want someone who's committed to God. I want someone who loves our kids. I want someone who believes in family. Mm-hmm. But secondary values is just, oh, he has to be fine. He has to have a car. He must live in Chicago. He must, you know, he must, yeah, he must have about one million in his bank account. Yeah. All those things are just secondary things. And there are things, I'm saying secondary because you can, you can easily let go of one of them to mm-hmm. accommodate the other. Mm-hmm. But your primary values don't ever toy with it. Because if you are really in love, the minute you marry, it's like, I feel like marriage is what opens the veil in your eyes about this person. Mm. It's like, you are welcome to reality. This is, this is your real life. This is it, yeah. So if you compromise on those values now, when you marry, you can't force that person. Right, 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 yeah. It's just like, for example, I'm dating somebody. For example, I believe, I believe that, um, I'm, I'm coming, I believe that we should go to church every Sunday. Mm. And what were this person tells me that I mean I go to church once in a month. At that time I was okay with it. Then I married and I realized the fact that I can't be going to church and not following me. And it's like you saw me before I married, I don't like going to church. Mm-hmm. Me. 
I feel like, how did you get here in the first place? These things were obvious to you when you were... You can't force him to start... Can, can I, can I say something real quick before you go yeah. on? I've yeah. also seen people, though... Then this is actually one of my very good friends. Um, yeah. The husband was atheist when they got married. The wife was a Christian. And they were okay with it, right? Um, yeah. Now the guy is... She was just a Christian by mouth. Like, just... She would okay. go to church once in a while. But now the guy is a born again Christian. When I mean a born again Christian, like a year, eighteen months, who has finished reading the Bible, he has gone wow. through. I'm telling you, like he has gone through um, water immersion. Like he has wow. gone, like literally workers church, workers training, everything in church. And the lady is not like, I did not sign up for this one. You know, so how 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 do you? Because I mean, then for her, religion was on was it was a primary thing for her. She wasn't trying to be like I wasn't trying to. I'm not trying to go into a marriage with somebody that did all these church things too much. Um, but two twenty months down the road, it's completely different from what she signed up for. How do you? How do you? How do you? Made that yeah. Right? So like I was saying, marriage is where you get to see the reality. Mm, true, sure. Now, so this see because see, to be honest, then I believe people change. True. At the same time, yeah. people change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People change and so, people grow. Yeah, people exactly. People grow. So we outgrow some things. Mm-hmm. And then life also happens. For example, this person might probably something happen to him. Yeah. And then he realized the fact that well, I don't want to leave my life outside God anymore. So I want to embrace this God thing. For religion, I'll tell you that, to be honest, if it's if it's an old Christian thing or the old... See, as much as you don't... You feel like you don't like it or something, mm-hmm. your partner will end up coming along. I'm, I'm, I mean coming along. I don't mean... Um, I don't mean... I'm talking about a Christian now. Mm-hmm. And then the other person is also maybe not that much. Mm-hmm. One person is on fire, the other person is just... The only thing you can do is to keep praying for your partner right. to catch up where you are. Right. And then along the line, I can bet you God is a good God. Mm-hmm. It will happen. Yeah. But my own is just the fact that don't take, um, don't welcome things you won't be comfortable with when you marry while you're dating. So would you say, would you say, and this is me, right? Um, yes, let, let religion or relationship with God be a primary, but also be open to life happening to people because i've seen pastors um or I've, I've not seen them physically but i've heard pastors who like go on sabbatical leaves and find that okay maybe this is a really a thing and they've been pastors for like 18 20 something years um and they take that six months of school leave and come back like oh wait no and meanwhile, their entire lives, you know, maybe as an individual, have your relationship with God outside of your marriage, outside of this family yeah, unit. And uh, the most, I, I feel like the most important thing is you yourself mm-hmm, getting to know mm-hmm, the God very yeah. well. If your standing is right, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever somebody else does along the line or should not bring you down or should not tear you up or whatever it is. Yeah. So if I know God personally, like if I know God personally, and then the partner I have, let's say before we got married, was serious. Then all of a sudden you say, I'm not doing this God mm-hmm, thing again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know God personally. I can go back to that God and tell him, my husband is not, even if he does not change this along the line, at least to an extent. Yeah. I know my own work. Mm. See, I think, I think people lose themselves in marriage. Let me bring that up. It's like, people just... I'm married to this person, so I mm. don't have a life again. Yeah. It's like I'm serving this person now. Mm. Whatever this person... So, if my husband is not happy, I don't have a right to be happy. Ooh. I don't get... Is it... <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Well, um, before we actually go into marriage, marriage in, in, in full, right? Um, what were some things you identify yourself that you were bringing into your partnership? Okay, okay. So, number one for me is, I, I knew what I wanted to become. Okay. Like, for example, okay, my podcasting was even my husband's idea. To be honest, it wasn't even me. Oh, that's nice. But the thing was, I knew I wanted to talk. Like, I was telling him, I want to work in a radio station. 
I'm sure you're tired of me saying that. Like, I was always saying you were dating. Mm-hmm. Ah, I can't wait to walk with the real station. Why they don't pay well? I have a feeling probably he was actually somewhere researching and reading about mm-hmm. how they can be a radio. Because I was, I was, let me say I was nagging. Because mm-hmm. I didn't like my job at that time. I wanted to be on the radio. So I would be shouting. I want to be, I want to be on the radio. Just like, eh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, with time, with time. Well, by the time you have balance, you can resign your job and then go for a radio job and that kind of thing. And so, for me, I knew that this was the life I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I've always said it while I was growing up that I don't want to work in an office setting. Like, I don't want to be waking up 8 and coming back then. I don't want, I just wanted, I wanted to freelance and then make my money. At the same time, I want to help people. Right. So, I was looking for somebody who would allow me work from home and who also spoil me to help people right now okay. i have a i have a friend who who had who, who actually left her partner for something like this she doesn't know how to be a freelancer she doesn't even want to even work in any of these settings mm-hmm. but she was dating this guy who um who told her that he wants to be working um how they put all this thing now he wants to be he wants to be an oil whatever so he okay. said he was going to be working on shore okay then he would be sure you know she was like, all my life, I told myself I don't want a partner who is going to be far from home. Uh, I want someone that we can raise the children together. together. I don't want to be the only one raised. And you know, they broke up, to be honest. And I respect that decision. Yes. Yeah. This is what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't going to compromise. Yeah. She was like, no, the guy was telling her, okay, you know what? You don't worry. We can work something out. I'm going nah. to get you a job. And she was like, no. Nah. I say I don't want to marry a man who is not going to be She doesn't crazy. want to have a 75% household, 100% you can't, you can't keep telling him that we're going to be rich. I was like, hold your money. Oh. I'll be rich too. Mm-hmm. Like, she was like, I'll be rich too. But I, I want a man who is going to be present. To be honest, it's not bad. It's not. Somebody else might tell you, I want a partner who is making money. Mm-hmm. Our goals are different. Right. To be honest, right. I've learned not to judge anybody. If your dream is to marry a rich man, it's fine. Mm-hmm. As long as you're ready to cope with the demands of being a rich man's wife. Wife, yeah. yeah. For you. Yeah. So, for me, I just knew that this way he thinks I don't want to compromise. So, I knew that I don't want to marry a man who does not see God the way I see him. Mm. Like, so when I when I met my husband, it was actually like the first thing. I, I wasn't even particular about him being a worker in church or okay. him being this, him carrying Jesus everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know he had a relationship with God. That was all I cared about. Mm. I wasn't even all who would pretend to me and say I speak in tongues and all of that. And then, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, you see, see, I do. See, when I was in school, I've seen people who shake and be speaking in tongues. I yeah. didn't get. Yeah. And deep, and deep down, they do terrible things. Yeah. I was in fellowship, so I, I know all these things. I'm not looking for somebody who would pretend to me about God. I wanted it to be real with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a struggling believer too. Mm-hmm. Let's let's work this thing together. Together, yeah. Yeah. So I knew I didn't want to compromise on my faith. I didn't want to compromise on my purpose and my vision. Mm. And I also want to compromise on my love life. I wanted a man that would love me, to be honest. Like, I saw what married did to my parents. I just, I wanted a man that would love me. I mm. wanted a man that would be available for me. Okay. And would take care of me and I would take care of him. Yeah. So I didn't compromise those three things. And so I didn't say yes to him until I, until I was starting that, okay, these three things were in place. Missed. Okay, okay. All right, that makes sense. So now we're still, uh, we're still talking about, the, um, now we're moving away from dating to more of courtship and marriage. Um, yeah. So I was talking to my therapist last two weeks ago and last week, and this lady dragged me around an entire meeting like this, right? So I was like, she was like, oh, what are we talking about today? And I was like, girl, I'm ready to have a to have a relationship. So like, oh okay, why? And I was like, what do you mean why? Like, I'm ready. <laughs> and I was like, I'm ready. What do you mean why? She was like, okay, what do you what do you want in a relationship, girl? I was like this. Don't know. I was like partnership. Like, what? Yeah. She's like, okay, good, keep going. And I was like, ah, this is becoming too much work. I just want somebody, you know, <laughs> and. Like from those sessions, though, I have to go back into myself. Like, okay, 
now that I think I'm ready, right? What am I looking for? You know, what am I bringing to the table? And you've shared those yeah. things, right? Um, yeah. But something that I, I, I found for myself is my fear of commitment. You, and I didn't even know that I was afraid of commitment until uh, we talked through, my, I mean, she's been my therapist for over a year now, until we talked through, and she like, um, she we talked through my, my upbringings and some things that I shared with her in the past, and she was like, um, you might have fear of, of commitment. Okay. I was like, okay, yeah. I also found the same thing out. So some of those things that having to deal with them, right? Um, I'm, de- I'm currently dealing with my fears right now. Um, is that something you, you, you struggled with? I'm looking, well, I'm also looking for resources to help me cope. So if you have any, please yeah. share. Yeah, I think you're finally making me come to open up. Yeah, so I had a fear of commitment too. Okay. I really did. And um, it was this, I saw, like I said initially, I saw what my parents had when they were growing up. Okay. And um, as much as I believe they, um, they stick together and all of that, to be honest, I also didn't want what they had. Like, mm-hmm. I, didn't want, I didn't want to have to sacrifice so much for your partner. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to go through that. I didn't want to have to, I didn't want to um, shrink myself. Ooh. Yeah just to make some, just to, just to help somebody's ego. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. And so for a very long time, I was running away from, especially when I saw that the guy, the guy was intelligent, so to yeah. say. Now I would run away from you because I would feel like, now nah, you're too good. Mm. And then, but I didn't even know it was a me problem. Like I didn't know it was a me thing mm-hmm. until I think, I dated somebody when I was seven. When you were seven? When I was seven, when I was seven. Okay, you know seven. Okay. I was like, ah. seven, sis. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was this guy when I was in my NYC. I met him online. For somehow, he went to my school, went to Futatsu. So, oh, yeah? We got talking, you know, all of that. He wanted to be, wanted to, okay, was a writer too. So, okay. oh. That just made perfect sense to me, you know, all of that and all of that, you know. But just ready to see how you... In fact, see, we're already talking children. Wow, okay. You know, but this was the thing. I knew it was um, it was an okay Christian. I mean, he went to church, but mm-hmm. he, didn't, he didn't believe in this whole personal relationship with God kind of thing. I mean, it was just okay. And so I was, see, I was even willing to compromise on that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I felt like, see, I was so proud that I felt like I would change him. Yeah. So next year, I was so sure my commitment was like, I mean, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one who has no God who everything will fall into line. And then mm-hmm. along the line, I got to realize the fact that um, there was no way we work. Not just about the old church thing, but because we had different purposes. Mm-hmm. Like when he told me what, when he told me what, what he wanted to be in the future, I couldn't picture myself in that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see myself doing that. And so I remember trying to let go, but I couldn't. I remember trying to even alter my whole life for this person. Like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe, maybe I've learned to fit into what he was doing. And then that was when I realized the fact that am I not making the same mistake I didn't want to make? Am I not just trying to help somebody's ego and then ruin my own dreams. Yeah. To be honest, he's a good guy, but I feel like, nah, life is more than he's a good person. Okay, yeah. And I didn't want a life where my children will grow up tomorrow and be asking me, Mommy, why did you do this to us? Why did you do this to yourself? And so by the time I broke up with him, I realized that I wasn't even ready. I didn't even want to date anybody again. I was just tired because before him had been in circles of relationships and it was like I was breaking up from one to another. Yeah. I was just tired. And it wasn't that I discovered the fact that I had some issues that I wasn't willing to admit that I had. Yeah. Because I felt I'd read see, and I really want to put this claim out there to people who are who are book lovers. You need to be careful because sometimes you feel like you know more than every other person. Yeah. And so when you're reading, let's say for example, you come across a video. Now you're like criticizing nah 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 this is not right mm-hmm. show me like this and see calm down actually i'm in a book club um and it's a nigerian book club when i okay. tell you some of the things that people spill in that group chat 
based on oh i've read i know this is what i mm -hmm. think oh my god it's also very culturally limiting and very cultural like they still they think they are well read and they're exposed but bruh yeah she gets so i was like that i i felt like i knew more than every other person and by the time i'm rubbing these things on the guys obviously if you are in their shoes you feel like i don't think i want this woman yeah bruh, no and you know it didn't help matters that sorry no offense i was a chairman that did fan from then i'm still you a fan tomorrow but oh, okay i just i remember the day i listened to we should not be feminist, feminist. Oh <laughs> you got your life <laughs> yeah dad yeah you know, and i didn't care did you get that mm -hmm. i just didn't i didn't care who the guy was i mean i didn't i didn't know i was proud that's the truth mm -hmm. but i was dealing with pride but he know. And so when I met my husband, I, I just felt like God was just really, really, really ready for me because he really broke a lot of things in me. Mm. It really did. Like, I remember where, see, I don't know how many I even break up because I knew I frustrated him. That's the truth. And this was because I had issues that I wasn't ready. And so when he was pointing this them, I became angry. Yeah. I felt like, yeah. how dare you really mm -hmm. want to see these things? Mm -hmm. like, and the fact was, I was seeing them, but I was so, so blind and so filled of myself that I felt like I was, I was the, you know, I would tell you that if you're not dating me, you're lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. Like, I was, the, I, I'm the complete package. I get it. Yeah. But the thing is, that there are some issues you need to deal with. And I'm really glad you're telling me for therapy because me, oh, I, I feel like if I was assess therapy, yeah, I so, would have done that. Which is also very interesting, right? Because um, something I realized two weeks ago was um, as much as I'm a very independent woman, I'm a very I can do all things by myself person. Yeah. Um, I also wasn't dating people around my age or people that were hustling. For, the, for lack of a better word, mm -hmm. because I grew up in a household where the women had the money, you know, mm -hmm. but the women, yeah. they were okay. But at some point, they left themselves um, to go be wives, to go be mothers. Um, and then even empower their husbands to become lord of the house. Um, but it eventually backfired because this woman, mm -hmm. literally, you know, he just went down south. And I did not know for the longest time that I wasn't trying to date hustlers because I didn't want to have to feel like I had to give somebody, I have to empower a man somebody, to be yeah. a man, you know? So when my therapist pointed that out, I was like, that's not true. Really? Yeah. And I was like, you don't know me. You don't know me like that. You've only known me for a year. So I picked up my phone. I was like, and I called my best friends. Like, can you believe my therapist said this? And she was like, um, that's you. And I was like, wow. Hold on. What do you no. want? What do you mean that's me? She was like, babe, you don't date poor people. It's just, you don't even date middle people. Like, how do you not realize this? And I was like, no that's because uh and i was like looking at thinking i was like uh okay Let, and i literally took my book at night in bed like journaling like okay where did this stem from what did i learn what do i need to unlearn and like i literally had to like school myself by myself like okay my therapist saw it my friends that has been like one of my she's like literally my entire my best friend in the entire world for her to see this and say this and the fact that she thought I knew. Yeah. Like she wasn't like, oh, how how is this surprising to you? That's who you are. And I was like, oh, wait. I wow. feel I feel personally attacked right now. Um, but that was that was actually very interesting. That that's a fear, or that's something I'm I'm dealing with at this at this at this age right now. Same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So to be honest, I think I feel like a lot of us have parental issues that we don't know. Yes, See, yes. you know how much you, you look at people so much and you tell yourself, I don't want to be this. But what you don't know is the fact that those things are growing up on you mm -hmm. until you see yourself acting them out. Yeah. That's when you realize that, no, 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 no. Like, how do I do this? Yeah. And I'm really glad that we're actually coming to embrace therapy now. Yeah. Because this is where our eyes are beginning to open. 
I mean, for a long while in my own life, I remember the first time I was going to sit down with a marriage coach or mm-hmm. something. And she was telling me, I remember looking at her like, are you okay? <laughs> and then she asked to ask me, tell me about your mom. And I was talking, I was talking, and she was talking about, she just said, tell me what you don't like about her. And I was just like, have you looked at yourself? Have you seen that you have mm-hmm. these traits too? Right? Yeah. I think sometimes in our, in our, in our, um, for lack of a better word, effort in not trying to be like our parents, we end up being like them. We yeah, literally yeah, end up yeah. being like them, but in a different exactly. way, you know? In a different way, yeah. yeah. So, for me, I wasn't even... I, see, I was even running away from counselors and all of that. Oh. Because I felt like it was too much to see yourself like this. Mm-hmm. And so some days I would go on crying. I would just ask myself, how did I become this person? Mm-hmm. How did I become so proud and full of it? And I realized the fact that I was coming from a low self-esteem. And by the time I got to understand myself, and I moved to high self-esteem, mm-hmm. which was becoming, which was which was becoming pride. Like yeah. I had to find a middle ground to know that. I'm honest with you, I still struggle with low self-esteem some days. Mm. Like there are days that, for example, I go out with my husband and I'm like, "This one is so fine. I feel like are you guys not seeing me? <laughs> you should be seeing me, you know him. Yeah, it's so fine. <laughs> What's up?" <laughs> Are you, are you, are you, are you, yeah, and you'll be like, I babe, now when they greet you, they no, you do that, they're not greeting me, they're yeah. two different things. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I realized the fact that, oh, I was still really struggling with these things, mm. but I think the first solution was me knowing that I had the problem, yeah, and I was not ready. I'd accepted that, oh, I had this problem, mm-hmm. and how do I work on it? So, see, when I saw those patterns in my life, when I saw them coming together, I knew there was no way in the world I was going to have a very good marriage or a good relationship. Not even married now. Then, it was even a dating thing. You know, see, I dated, some, I dated my husband initially with, with this crazy fear that what if he left me? Hmm. No, I won't say what if. Like, I, I, my fear was... It's not going to be the same circle again of dating for three months and then we break up and I'm back to the same square again. Yeah. As in, I had that fear so much that I would literally do anything that wasn't comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. Just make sure we didn't break to up. Keep him, yeah. And I'm going to ask, he has to look at me and be like, I know you're not cool doing this thing, so what's the problem? What's going on here? Like, I'm not putting, I'm not putting you under pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, if we fight, I'll go and apologize even when, and it will be like, why? <laughs> I'm guilty, like mm-hmm. I'm coming to apologize to you. So don't worry, you don't have to. You know, then when we fight, I would <laughs> I would go, I'll I'll see, I will cry all night, I will pray, I'll pray. And I feel like God would just be looking at me like, what's your what's problem? What's your problem? <laughs> I don't yeah. get and so while we were dating, I felt sick at some point. And I remember me thinking that me being sick often would make him leave me. There was one day he had to look at me and tell me that I am not going anyway. Like, what's Aww, the, the I didn't know the fear was that obvious. You get, I didn't know the fear was that obvious that I had it so much that he had to come and tell me, I'm not going anywhere. Mm. Can you just relax? See, because I was so scared when he not called me for a day. I was wondering. And so it was until I had to break free mm. from all these things. If I now, it would be like, why are you not worried I'm not called? Like, <laughs> probably went out and it's like, why are you not worried I didn't send you messages in the morning? I'd be like, when you come, you mean they are coming back here soon. Right. So I, want it. so I honestly, I've had to unlearn, I've had to relearn, and mm-hmm. I've had to learn mm-hmm. so many things mm-hmm. on this journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And so I think the first thing I would tell anybody is, see, be open to knowledge. Oh yeah. Yep. As much as as much as you have, you you know so much. Be open to new things. Yeah. Be open to meeting people that will challenge what you know. Mm-hmm. And they tell you new things, and then you realize the fact that I feel like some of us are so consumed in our own world. And I, I find this problem among Christians. Yeah. When you see an unbeliever coming to say something, I realize that we find it so hard to listen to that person because to feel, well, I'm a child of God, I have the Holy Spirit. Yeah, What's he coming to tell me? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Hello, can you just calm your pride and listen? I listen, yeah. Like, you see, I will see Christians who tell me, I, I can't go for therapy. What do you want to tell me? I told one of my friends one time to go to go and see a therapist. <laughs> what? Let me tell you, very, very, I asked, 
Because I noticed that I had some partners and I was like, dude, have you tried cinetherapist? And it's like, me, only ghost inspired somebody. Hmm. Go and see a therapist. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, how did we get here? And he was telling me, so you believe in therapy, so you're one of those Christians. I mean, it is wrong as believers. And I'm like, hello. Calm down. I, like, are we, like, do we actually even understand all these things? And so we put out all those pressures on pastors who are not therapists. Yeah. Oh, that's something else. Uh, that's a whole different other topic by itself, but, yep. Yes. Mm. So you're having, you're having, see, you're having patterns in your life that are not making sense. Yeah. And then you're going to pastor to, to bind and cast. I don't get it. There are some issues that they are not deliverance problems. To yeah. be honest with you, they are not a case of the devil is attacking you. Mm-hmm. Just a case of you seeing yourself and unlearning some things. Mm-hmm. And so when I think people are not married and you are putting pressure on yourself, and like somebody is my village people, and I'm like, okay. I look at this same you. Okay, you I'm also be your own girl. village person. <laughs> I mean, see, me a girl, I'm not even attracted to me. See, I have a friend to tomorrow morning. I'm really trying to make her understand the fact that you have a problem. But she thinks that, no, because I'm married now, I'm trying to make her feel like, I mean, you have attitude problem. To be honest, me, your friend, I'm trying to cope with it because I'm your friend. Yeah. And I've signed up that I'm a friend. But I imagine a guy who's just meeting you and you throw this attitude at his face. Obviously, you will go back. Right. It will just return back to it. I mean, somebody's asking you out and they're insulting you. So, but that's, and, that's not just an attitude problem. It might be a self hate thing. Like, it might be a self hate thing. Do you get it? Yeah. What I'm just trying to say in a sense is she needs it. That girl needs therapy. True. But she's not ready to admit it. Mm. I mean, I've seen people who actually who actually are nagging constantly. Why am I single? And I'm looking at you like, have you seen yourself this year? Mm. Have you tried to and see and I think it's even crazy when when um you are the married person among your single friends. Sometimes I'm just I'm just lost. Yeah. Because a lot of them feel like, oh you won't understand you're married now. And I just shake my head like was I not single yesterday before I married? <laughs> yeah there's also mm-hmm. that thing though there's also that thing that married people do is like oh um um like they begin to pinpoint oh you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong you shouldn't be doing this so you can see, find I, a husband um people I get do that, that as well I, see, I have to do I have to do an episode on that thing on naked dear married <laughs> folks yeah because I feel like married to be honest you're right married people actually throw it all over yeah that they are married like literally the people that were married so, like three four months ago talking about uh-uh, you are still single let us pray for you um actually calm down like drink water you know yeah. um but yeah. i see but for me i feel like if you're my friend and you're coming to me the only reason i would tell you probably when you've been nagging so much to my hair and i'm tired of hearing that i am single mm-hmm. and i come and tell you have you seen yourself recently to be honest even me your friend will not date you I remember, see, my, my brother said something to me one day, and I think it's actually my turning point to tomorrow, when he said, if I was a guy, I cannot do so. Mm. Like, really? I can't remember what I did to him that day. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, if I was a guy, I can never do so. And that statement hits me so much that yeah. I, had to, I had to go back and ask him, like, and my brother, what you what do you th- yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that that and that's actually very yeah. valid. The turning you get, point, if, yeah, if me and you that live together in the same house mm-hmm. every day can tell me you cannot date me, mm-hmm. so I imagine how outsiders are even looking at me, yeah. And he was like, Auntie, have you seen yourself? And when he told me that, can you try to do this, do that? And I realized, see, initially, I was, I was, I was looking for, I was, I was defending myself, I was mm-hmm. being defensive initially. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that. No, this is why I do this thing. And he's like, Are you sure you are ready to be single? Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, fine. Yeah. You know, and then we went on it. And I have to realize the fact that he was right. Mm-hmm. There are some certain things that I do that are not making any sense. Like, and for, and what about me again was, I think I still do it now, but I think I'm getting better. Was, I'm a very defensive person. Mm-hmm. So if you tell me this thing is wrong, I see. Even me, I know it's wrong. But I'll look for a way to make it. <laughs> <laughs> to make it right. Yeah. Just make sure. Just make you look like a fool. Mm. And I, I keep asking myself, like, okay, so what's the point? You are wrong, accept it and move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my, I remember my boss had told me one day, like, do you know that the way you did this thing? I, I, it was a content. And I was like, you didn't do it. And I'm like, no, you're not a content writer. 
has to be like, I'm your boss, so auntie. Yeah. I know more than you. Like, eh, yeah, I know you know more than me, but on this one, I am right. I am the right. Oh my goodness, yeah. yeah. And in reality, it was very, very correct. Yeah. I still knew what he said, right? Mm -hmm. I made sure I made it in that like, moment. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we had a lot of patterns since I left, and I realized that, you know, we can't, I can't continue like this. Yeah. People, people will have to correct me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so those were patterns I didn't know I had. And I think it was, it was actually all from growing up. I just felt like I had to defend myself. Mm. See, my parents don't believe in beating. That's they, they don't beat me. My dad, I think my, my dad only touched me twice. They don't beat me, right? But the thing is, with me, is the fact that I, how do I put it? I always, I wanted to be, I wanted to be loud. I wanted mm. people to see me mm. because I had a, I had an issue problem. I had an issue problem. So I wanted people to see me. And so when they didn't see me, I had a, I just wanted to be loud. I wanted people to know that I'm here or something yeah. like that. And so they would keep telling me the fact that you are okay. You don't have to shout. You don't yeah. have to, you don't have to really talk. And then I would defend it so well. And then they would just leave me. But my dad was telling me one time that, why am I not a lawyer? Oh yeah. Because I would really make you know that no, I am correct. Mm. And if I walk out of that situation, just know that it's not like I'm agreeing with you. I'm just tired of shouting. I just want you to have your say, and I'm leaving. And, you go and so this, see, these are patterns I didn't even know were existing. I and I was in my own world, wallowing and thinking I was okay. Yeah, yeah. You are, see, once I have to realize the fact that I had the same pattern, I didn't see. I didn't have a relationship that lasted a year, like. They were all breaking up with me at the or either I, whatever it is broke up which i happened mm -hmm. within three six months yeah. so i knew that i had a problem when i knew i was i was i think when i thought i was ready i mm -hmm. knew that i had to deal with that problem and so i think it's what took me down and then i checked so i think that was just it yeah and, you know yeah and that's that's actually a good part to to identify um i think some things that my therapist also asked last week that um is helping me now is um one is why do I want to go into a relationship or a marriage? When yeah, she asked me, yeah, what? She said, what the first thing I said was she said, why do you want to get married? And I was ah, I'm saying to have sex, and sex that <laughs> sex that is um biblical, you know? Like what do you think this is? Yeah, this, yeah I get it. This is also celibacy singleness thing. You think so a joke? Um, ah. and she was just like, okay, valid point. What else? And I was like, oh, companionship. Um. And then she was like, yeah, but what are you, what are, what are you bringing into the marriage? What are you entering the marriage with? And what are you, what are your expectations? And just like exploring those things and trying to answer those things by myself and for myself. Um, it, it was, it was a learning curve for sure. Um, and it was something like, how, how can you be a good partner to your to the person you're trying to date, court, or get married to. And I was just like, Auntie, all of these things you're saying, I did not think it that far, <laughs> you know? But I mean, and, and they're, all, they're all valid questions, right? Um, so I would say, um, for you, what what's your reason for getting married? A very interesting question. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so, I think, I think my first reason was partnership. Okay. Now, I realized that being single um, was was interesting, right? But it was becoming overwhelming. Yeah. Until tomorrow, there are things that, for me, to be honest, I wasn't even thinking of sexual compatibility. Yeah, uh, sis, that was my first thing. <laughs> I wasn't even. I think it was later, probably came, but mm. I knew that from my first decision was partnership. I was just overwhelmed. You know, I was this person who I am still that person. I can wake up tomorrow and tell you that I have an idea. Yeah. And if you don't work me, see, if I have that idea, I will stress you out. You tell me, oh yeah, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. And so I knew that I needed people. I needed somebody in my life to help me work on those things. And then somebody I could really listen to. Because see, I feel like it's very interesting like when you are giving yourself reasons to do things. For mm -hmm. example, now, so you have parents and then they tell you, and you're like, no, I don't want to do this thing. No, I am, I am about growing you talking to me. Mm -hmm. Your friends tell you this and you're like, um, you're yeah, my friend. 
I don't think I know what I mean. Right. But then you have a partner. Then he's telling you, why not do it this way? See, there are things that, if it wasn't for my husband, I might not have done them, to be mm-hmm. honest. And it was because he was able to see things from, from an angle and not saying it. So, for example, now, when I record every episode of my podcast, he listens and he's like, he listens as, um, as a listener. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me, okay, next time I think you should actually have asked this question, you should have done this thing. And I feel like, if I was single, I might not have seen all these things. Mm-hmm. See, I was I had a blog for years. Yeah. And I didn't even know that there were things that I've added until I met him and he's telling you, why are you not writing about this? Why are you not sharing your story? And I'm like, oh, okay. And I noticed that my blog actually had a um had more traffic when I listened to, to the advice so, Yeah. See the reality is you cannot live life alone. True. And I think this is what we don't what Nigerian feminists, let me put it that way, don't understand. As much as I want to be independent, there are things I can't see by myself that somebody else who is in front or even who is, even if he's behind me can see further than I can do. True. And so marriage is, compa- see, companionship is there, right? But it's me and you working together to achieve something. Mm-hmm. So, Let's say, for example, you have a goal to be, okay, my husband has his dreams and aspirations. And so tomorrow morning, I know how I nag him and stress him until he takes his step. Following them, yeah. And I know that if he wasn't married to me, he wouldn't, he might not have done those things. Mm. The same thing with me too. I might not have done some things if he wasn't there to tell me that, have you done this thing today? Or have you, see, as in, I tell people that when I wanted to go, I had a job interview, like, some days ago and they were asking me how much will i charge and i asked him and he called one morning to be honest i was like ah isn't that too much and he was like do you know your value sha Hmm. like ah that money is much i remember we argued about it Mm -hmm. and he just said what's the worst that will happen they say no see and i told them and this one said okay I hate it when it's right. It's annoying. But <laughs> you really used to tell me. Like, she better so true. Yep. <laughs> and if you, to be honest, if it wasn't for him, I would have still been probably charging lesser or something. Yeah. And so for me, it was just, I just felt like I couldn't do things by myself anymore. Mm. Singleness was fun when I did it. Like, I enjoyed my single days. I was able to, I connected with people. I met new people. I was going out. But beyond that, my life is beyond that. There is mm-hmm. more to me that somebody else has to walk me on this journey that we have to work together. Mm-hmm. I think that was actually my reason for getting okay. married. That's when I knew that I wanted to get married. Oh, that's that's interesting, right? Um, so something else that I feel like most Nigerians do the reason is like oh to have kids, you know, just to uh, why get to marry and then it's like uh, we'll come back in nine months and then it's like auntie what's going thank on thank you for that thing. you know where's the it's like, it's like that's the only thing nigerians it's yeah. like, see, it's like that's the only thing nigerian people are thinking about i saw my wedding the only, the only prayer i was hearing is ah this time nine months nine you are months, coming yeah. to carry swings and so tomorrow when i find it awkward like are you really thinking about me that i was going to be the mother of that child am yeah. i ready yeah and you know I find people tell you things like, ah, when the child comes, you'll be ready. You'll be ready. No. I've heard that. No. And I was like, yeah, maybe if I I really want the child, but like, what do you mean when the child comes, you will be that ready? Comes. Like, ah. Or people say, well, nine months is a long time for you to get ready. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I don't It's just, it's it's weird. Yeah. Okay, as we as we wrap up here, just uh, yep. so, any advice on letting go and moving on, you know, for you? Mm, sorry, just a minute. Mm. I have to. Sorry. No, 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 I have okay. to do this. Try for it. Okay. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay, sorry. Yeah, sure. Think that. Okay, so on letting so, go. Yep, as yep, letting go and moving on. You know, if relationship fails, if marriages fail, um, do you have any words of advice on letting go, moving on? 
Okay, so let me start. Let me just share this story I've never shared anywhere before. And the thing is this, is that when people tell you to let go mm-hmm. of something or probably a partner or something, to be honest with you, it's never easy. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's never going to be. That's the truth. I dated someone for just three months. I remember it was three months. But it was like, it was like those three months felt like one year. Mm-hmm. I really liked, no, I can't say like, I loved this person. But then we had to break up. And I remember the first thing I had to do was I deleted his number. You know how you delete somebody's number and yeah, then you have a the person by itself and then but nobody's obviously got my head obviously. Yeah. So what, what am I deceiving? <laughs> she get. And I remember how I would I would want to call him so many nights and I would just try to drop my phone somewhere. I cried so much. Mm. That I felt sick. And so, if that wasn't my first outbreak, that's the truth. That wasn't my second outbreak. I felt it was so real because maybe because I had thought that this was my final post stop and mm. everything. And then, and so, I remember for a long while, I couldn't just move on. Even mm. when I tried to, I couldn't. I'm saying I've not shared this story anywhere before. And most people don't know because I just didn't want, I didn't want to talk about it for a long while. Because I just feel like, why would I have to leave this relationship? And so, when this person, okay, even he also has this cut off communication, so we were not talking. First time we talk after six months, one of us just wanted to come back together. Okay. But we both knew that we were going to order ourselves coming back together. And I remember I couldn't talk to anybody about it because. Um, I feel like nobody will understand. Mm. And so I want to tell anybody 14 that it's okay to own your grief. It's okay. Like, see, because people might never understand what you are going through. Yeah. And so it's okay to allow yourself cry. Mm-hmm. I cried. That's the truth. I feel like crying is therapeutic. Cause yeah, it really is. Each time I cried, I feel better. I was still crying again, right? So you know how you then then you leave this person to try to go to somebody else, maybe you find closure. And then even while I was even while I was trying to be with somebody else, it was all I could think about. Mm. But one thing I'm grateful for to tomorrow was that I was patient with myself on that journey. I didn't brush it. I didn't I didn't allow anybody um to put me in a box mm-hmm. of oh See, I remember one of my friends would come and be like, she's one of those things. Can't you just move on? Eh? Yeah. Life is and I just told myself, no, I'm not gonna I'm not going to jump to somebody else's life. I feel like I'm ready. Yeah. I know I'm ready. But I've gotten over this person. And how I knew I got over him was the day he called me and was like, Oh, can we angle? And I said no. I was shocked at myself. She said no. You are grown. Wow. <laughs> I remember sitting there and I'm saying to myself, wow, oh wow, my God. Wow, for you, come for, no, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, sister, the way they said, oh, Papa, I'm around your area, can we see? And I said, no. Mm. And I put up my phone. And I kept it. That was there I said yes to my husband, I remember. I think I said yes to maybe the following week or something. But oh, yeah? I that, okay, I'm ready. You're going to move on. If I could say no to this person, then yes, maybe I'm over this person. Mm. And my journey was, that journey was just me. Like, mm. No, there were there were nights I would take those tears back to God, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, "You and I know I want this person, but it's not happening. Can you help me heal?" Mm-hmm. But the reality was, it wasn't fast, and I'm, I was and I was okay. So I think first you need to you need to really embrace yourself. Yeah. See, I feel like breakups happen because we choose ourselves. Right. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. See, it's okay to choose yourself. It's okay. And so first tell yourself, I tried. Right. Me, even if the person hurts me, right? Mm-hmm. I tried. Yeah. See. Honestly, I think if we, if we could sit down, we realize that some people left our lives because better. we are way better. Yeah. yeah. There was a guy I wanted to date for a very long while. That never happened. You know, it took me leaving him to realize that, now nah, I can do better than this. Yeah. 
I don't know if we see sports and realize that how was that? How was I? <laughs> I think I was high on cheap weed or something. <laughs> yes. No. So I think if you if you give yourself time, yeah, time does really help things. But like I would say, don't rush it. Mm. And if you can see a therapist, please do. Like talk to somebody about it. Mm. Don't don't keep the pain all by yourself because that's what leads to depression. Yeah. That's what leads to heart pains and all of that. If you can talk to somebody, and please don't just talk to anybody. Yeah, because I think that's the other thing, right? Like, actually, if you can get a professional help, if you can so now, like, yeah. get people yeah. whose advice you actually trust and believe, not exactly. just some random friend who has gone through a breakup, who is a friend. Yeah, we should do your story. Know. Yeah. As, nah, yeah. Nah, that's, like, sure. so, that's what I would say. Find, if you cannot afford a therapist, mm-hmm. there are actually, actually marriage coaches in Nigeria that you can actually reach out to, to mm-hmm. be honest. Or relationship coaches. I mean, it doesn't even have to be married, right? Yeah, exactly. Some of them are actually very, very affordable, to be honest with you. You could reach out to them and book a session or something and let them talk this through with you. And if you can't, read books, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Read books. Find, see, podcasts are plenty these days now. And they're free. Like go to YouTube channels. Like, but the most important thing is the fact that find somebody whose whose um whose authority you can submit to. Somebody yeah. you know that you can learn from. Mm-hmm. Because people just say, "Oh, I want to listen," to you. but deep down, um, you have a problem with the person. You might not learn anything. So find someone you think. Oh, for example, now for me, if I have a marriage issue, for example, I can't just talk to anybody. Yeah. I don't just want to talk to anybody. Um, I'm really taking my time to search for the person I know that okay, mm-hmm. I can really I can confidently listen to you. Right. So I'm gonna tell you that letting go is never gonna be easy. I can't tell you be over in or over R in one year, in two years. Yours might take three, four years. Yeah, it varies for people. But the most important thing is exactly be patient with yourself. Take your time. Mm-hmm. Don't be in a hurry to you because if you just in shabby. It will come back. True. It's just like it's like it's like a wound you did not treat. Mm. That's when all these things can happen to you. So make sure you are healed completely and you are whole. Like you can see that person and you are okay. Mm-hmm. And please forgive yourself, forgive the person. Forgiveness is key. Like it will help you. Yeah. I'll tell myself a long time that on the night it is not your fault that this thing did not work out. It is not your fault. Yeah. Whatever it is, if the person broke up with you for whatever reason they told you, it is not your fault. Yeah. And well, even if, if you break up with them, though, yeah, even if you, yeah, even if you break up with, with them, forgive yourself. Yeah, forgive yourself because you are choosing yourself. You are choosing your happiness. Mm-hmm. You are prioritizing your happiness over anything. So forgive yourself. Forgive the person too. Forgiveness will help you. Even, to be honest, for sure. Forgive. 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 I'm not putting them in any box. Don't let anybody pressure you. When are you going to marry? Everybody will be alright. And this is the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please, please, please don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment below. And of course, like the video, share with friends and families. Feel free to follow us on all our social media platforms, Sensor Runs on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, whatever it is you want to do, whoever it is you want to become, all you have to do is start. Bye.